Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yep. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- I a bachelor. Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate- some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, Organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knutson crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Carry out the law, appoint officials, pardon, make treaties, veto, conduct war, be the commander-in-chief. How long has it been since y'all heard the truth? This is all that our president is supposed to do. He ain't supposed to lead social change in the country. He kinda like a CEO straight making us money. In a country that is full of neglect. In a country that he vowed to protect. 
So let's all stand up for the red, white, and blue. If there's some hate in this country, then that's on me and you. That's why I'm singing this song in a red MAGA hoodie. And on the back it says we'll do it again in 2020. Cause we're taking America, making a great again. Yeah, we're taking America, making a great again. Y'all can try and tear us down, but we're gonna stand up. Keep it real, let you know what's up. I voted for a man named Donald J. Trump. Cause when they're paying the anthem, I stand up. I know that half of America will too And we ain't scared of no Kim Jong-un And if you voted for Hillary, that's cool Ain't nobody here gonna hate on you I just wanna keep my freedom, keep the kids in church And I love it when our leader lets us know that it's America first Put your hands up Get that son of a With Donald J. Trump Everybody stand up Stand up for Donald J. Trump Church in the state, and God we trust is on our money, and they can't take that away. Wait, they try and take our guns, took prayer out of school, I take it back. One day they'll probably come for that too. Knowing Trump ain't perfect, I know he's made some mistakes, like how he goes off on people on his Twitter page. But if you believe that all of this change is the worst, and you love where you're from, then put America first, because he saved our economy and he's helping us win. If you believe in it different, you're watching CNN. Cause we're taking America, making a great again. Yeah, we're taking America. America making a great example. Y'all can try and tear us down, but we're gonna stand up. Keep it real, let you know what's up. I voted for a man named Donald J. Trump. Cause when they're playing the anthem, I stand up. I know that half of America will too. And we ain't scared of no Kim Jong un And if you voted for Hillary, that's cool. Ain't nobody here gonna hate on you. I just wanna keep my freedom, keep the kids in church. And I love it when our leader lets us know that it's Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. Thank you for joining us on this Friday for This Week in Bachelor Nation. This is where we're going to give you our state of the world. This is where we're going to give you Bachelor Nation news. This is where we're going to give you the parasocial play of the week. This is where, of course, Shoya from Relationship Hero is going to be joining us in the pit all this season. Our Screams from the Pit are sponsored by Relationship Hero. This is an online service you can go to for any of your relationship needs, whether you're 10 years deep in a relationship, whether you're just dating somebody new and you want to figure out how to make it last. If you got problems in a relationship that you need to solve, or if you just want to make a relationship that you're in that much better, go to relationshiphero.com slash G-O-R right now, and you get $50 off your first session with one of their certified relationship coaches. Maybe you have a problematic relationship with a off-the-wall bachelor conspiracy theory that you won't let go of. Relationship Hero can help you. How dare you? (laughs) I didn't mean to bring up the divergence this early. (laughs) We'll be getting to the divergence. Of course, we'll be getting to that divergence. But before we do, we're going to start this episode, as we start all episodes, by discussing the recent news in our country and in the world 
and showing you how it's related to The Bachelor, and it may have something to do with that opening song we played. (laughs) This is Game of Roses. State of the World. A lot of news going on this week as we are heading into the big American election next week. It's just rapid fire. Shit is happening left and right on massive scales. Police murdered a 27-year-old black man named Walter Wallace in Philadelphia, and the entire event was recorded on video by a bystander. This is just the most recent in a string of cops killing black men. France is going into their second national lockdown due to COVID. Five people in Vice President Mike Pence's inner circle have tested positive for COVID, including his chief of staff. Uh, Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, said on Sunday that the U.S. is, quote-unquote, not going to control COVID, which might seem like common knowledge, but it signals an open admission of defeat by the White House, as we are seeing the largest numbers yet recorded in several states across the country. And homophobic Christian zealot Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed and sworn into her lifetime position as a Supreme Court justice this week in what has been one of the most brazen displays of Republican hypocrisy in modern times. And no time is being wasted on erasing women's reproductive rights as the Mississippi Attorney General has already petitioned the Supreme Court to review the state's 15-week abortion ban, a case that directly challenges Roe v. Wade. Oof. For the next 40 years, Coney Barrett will add an extra conservative vote to all matters that come before the highest court in the land, which seems like overkill, as just before she was sworn in, the Supreme Court sided with Republicans in a 5-3 to three vote to prevent Wisconsin from counting mailed ballots that are received up to six days after Election Day. This is clear proof that the Supreme Court will be siding with Republicans on all election-related legal disputes that are soon to appear before them. And in environmental news, two new massive fires have broken out in Orange County, California, burning nearly 30,000 acres and forcing 100,000 people to be evacuated. Good luck, Orange County. The morning, the morning radio voice is perfect for uh, climate change. This is how I perceive the news to be being told to me. It's just like smiling, talking heads, fucking shitting out new facts about how many people are dead and being murdered and how shitty the world is. All that said, certainly all this shit is important to understand. This is the context that sets the scene as we are heading into this election next Tuesday. This is the most important election in a generation. And again, this is what the world is like as we're all choosing who is going to lead us into the future. What kind of country, what kind of world we want to be living in. Yeah. What, what is the bigger nation outside of Bachelor Nation looking like? But the thing we wanted to focus on is a piece of national political news that ties directly into The Bachelor. If you've listened to this show before, you know our main thesis. Reality TV is more than just a frivolous guilty pleasure. It's actually the most accurate reflection of American life and culture, and it's intertwined with American politics on a fundamental level, especially now that we have a reality TV show host as the president who has driven our country into the ground for four years. And so you know at this point... In our State of the World segment, we highlight a piece of national or global news that is evidence of that thesis. And some people might think these things are stretches or like we're trying too hard to find a connection. (laughs) But what happened this week requires no stretching, no No connections to be drawn. The connection is there, one to one. It is simply an event that signifies exactly what we've been saying all along. 
America is a fucking reality show. The current sitting president of the United States this week retweeted a music video made by a fucking bachelor player. I will say this again. Donald Trump retweeted a fucking bachelor player. The retweet was of a cut-down version of James McCoy Taylor's music video for his original song, Great Again, which we played at the top of this in its fucking entirety. Not a clue's original, in case you guys were confused. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to do with that song. But it's a pro-Trump country pop anthem about Taylor's personal support for Trump. And the cherry on top of this is that in the retweet, whoever made that cut down of the video saw fit to include a clip of the Dark Lord himself at the fucking end of it, Chris Harrison, giving support to Taylor. In a red hat. It's a Texas Rangers hat. Right, but it's red. It is red and it does have a T on it, but it is technically not a Trump hat. It's (laughs) the baseball team, the Texas Rangers. That said, this is Donald Trump retweeting a clip of a Bachelor player that also has Chris Harrison in it. James Taylor was a player on season 12 of The Bachelor at JoJo Fletcher, and he's since kind of developed a noteworthy right-wing social media presence in service of trying to get his music career going. This very video is something that we mentioned in the Parasocial Plays of the Week a few weeks back, and now here it is, yeah. front and center in Donald Trump's Twitter feed. It wasn't our winner, but maybe it should have been. My favorite line in this song, by the way, is, if you voted for Hillary, that's cool. What it's like... Literally, they're talking every day about how she needs to be arrested. (laughs) James Taylor's fist bumping cops. It is a lot. But again, this is the president of the United States retweeting a music video by a bachelor player. It cannot be argued that these things are not the same now. There is simply no way to separate the bachelor from politics or from the current state of decay in which we all now live. This is America. Donald Trump retweeting a Bachelor player's original country song in support of him. It's unbelievable. We've never seen anything like this. First Bachelor player to get retweeted by a president in our history. (laughs) And it's literally the week before the fucking election. In which, by the way, the Bachelorette, is preempted by the election. So not only do we have all of this shit going on, the American political system is affecting the bachelorette at this weird time when the election's happening Tuesday. That could be our new president coming in. The bachelorette's happening Thursday. Our new bachelorette's coming in. I'm not saying these things are directly linked, but thematically, they certainly are. It's all in our heads. This is a potential time of renewal, hope, Maybe Joe Biden can save America. Maybe Tasha can save The Bachelorette. <laughs> we all were thinking it. <laughs> Look, maybe By that was way, the stretch. I maybe mean, I'm now making a stretch, but... You're like, Tasha is Joe Biden. What is our state of the world going to be next week? That's all I'm thinking about. Are we going to know the election results? Are we not? Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. We hope everybody out there stays safe next Tuesday night and beyond. You know, if you're planning on voting in person, do it early if your state allows it. Think about doing that, Pitt. My usual voting experience is pretty pleasant. My usual polling place is right down the street at a retirement community. And you go, you wait in line for maybe five or 10 minutes. All the people who live in this retirement community, it's a building. 
They are all dressed in suits and dresses. All these old people are fucking wandering around the hallways just to talk to you. It's fantastic. You get the feeling that in some way you're doing some strange social service for the people who live in this place because it's like their big day. I was very sad that that will probably not be happening. I don't know if that polling place is even open. And I've already voted. And it was the easiest fucking thing I've ever done. I filled out my thing and there was a drop box a few blocks away. I just ran to that on one of my nightly jogs, popped it in the fucking thing, ran back home. That was it. So hopefully wherever you find yourself, there is an easy access drop box and you can just get it taken care of. Definitely do that instead of putting it in the mail if it is an option for you. Stay safe out there, Pitt. <laughs> and we will be tuned into news as it is happening over the course of the next week. But now it is time for some news of a different kind. This is... Bachelor Nation News. All this season, we are starting out Bachelor Nation News with a little mini segment where we detail the ratings of The Bachelor at this season, as well as all the movers and shakers in the parasocial world. This is something we call This Week in Games. The final game of the World Series was on Tuesday this week, competing with our beloved game. It got a 3.1 rating in adults 18 to 49 with 11.8 million total viewers. Congrats to the Dodgers for bringing home the title and congrats to the LAPD who got to fire some more rubber bullets at people as their celebrations turned to vandalism. Seems <laughs> seems like the LA cops are ready for the upcoming election. I wrote this section and there was not this police brutality element in it, but well, I added it. Somehow I just it added it because it <laughs> seemed germane to the <laughs> I was like, I do not remember this. Um, <laughs> anyway, the uh, Bachelorette, <laughs> the batch back to important things. The Bachelorette remained steady with a 1.2 rating in 18 to 49 and 4.4 million total viewers. Uh, and as you know, we're charting the Instagram gains of all the players for this season and are highlighting who has the largest gains, how that relates to their play strategy. Keep in mind, we are recording this on Thursday, October 29th. At the time of this recording, here's the players that had the biggest gain from last week when we recorded on October 22nd. Claire gained 34,000. She's now at 712K. These are okay gains for this erratic crown strategy she's playing. But I think what we predicted is going to bear out. She ain't hitting a million. Yeah. Because she's gone. This next week, she's excommunicated from the fucking Bachelor world forever. She might be back on after the final rose. Maybe they'll fucking drag her out for mental all. I don't know. But this is it. This is where she's capped. Yeah. So she came into this, I think, at 500 and something when they announced her. So she's gotten about a 200K bump total from five months of press leading up to this. And then three fucking glorious episodes that are just insane uh the top five player gains for the men number one of course dale moss gains fifty thousand followers this week that is three hundred and twenty eight thousand total followers dale moss is absolutely dominating 
his double MVP, his single play of the game. This blitzkrieg play style continues to serve him incredibly well in the parasocial game. This is even higher gains than he got last week. The only player who gained more this week than Dale Moss was Taysha Adams. On October 27th, Taysha had 865,098 followers. Now she has 924K. That is 58,902,000 Instagram follower gain. She's already passed Rachel Lindsay, who's at 915K. She will be the first black player to hit 1 million. I think it's going to happen next week. I think they're going to bring her in and make her the savior of this show. They are going to cast Claire as the villain. We got to get rid of her. She was fucking bringing the show down. Tasha, come in and be a regular bachelorette. Date all these guys. Kick them off in the order that we want. <laughs> play nice. Play by our <laughs> rules. And you're going to get your million. Uh, second up for the male players, Bennett Andrew Jordan gained 28,400 followers this week. He's now at 39.4K for his no-holds-barred roast of Dale Moss. Incredible. This was my play of the game this week, and this is why. He demanded screen time, and that equals followers. We know this to be true. And in the face of someone like Dale Moss, who's getting 50000 a week, you can't fucking compete with that. You're just trying to dig around and pick up some table no. scraps from the feast that Dale Moss is enjoying. And here, Bennett finds a nice, juicy pork chop laying on the ground, and he just eats it up. <laughs> Congrats, Bennett. Coming in at number three, we had Easy. He gained 13.7K this week. He's now at 34.4K total. Even more gains this week for his colorful narrator role and being the top face player. And still these allegations of sexual assault against Easy are not really coming to light. They're floating around. Reality Steve is still talking about them. I think we're going to see this blow up bigger. The story has to progress. Yeah. I don't think it can be tamped down. But as of now, he's still making these gains without any repercussion that number though can't get too big or i think those allegations come out i mean they're still he was on bachelor happy hour wasn't he mm -hmm. the bachelor is clearly not right uh treating this this way maybe they don't want to go and re-edit all their episodes because easy is narrating the whole, whole goddamn show even beyond the editing but... though, what you're saying is accurate <laughs> bachelor happy hour is a bachelor sanctioned production if they're lining him up to be a guest on it they're promoting him as like an important person this season. So at this point, ABC is definitely aware of the allegations. They are refusing to investigate. They are refusing to do anything. Mm -hmm. They are saying ignore, 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 which is helpful for easy. Number four in gains, Tayson Nick gained 9.8K this week. He's now at 20.3K. I'm not sure what to attribute these gains to. He got a group date rose last week. I think he seems sympathetic. He seems for TRR. And I think right now, all of these guys are capitalizing a little bit on the victim card because they're making Claire out to be the villain who's not playing the game correctly. And these guys all showed up hoping for a chance. And now that they don't have one, they're all a little pissed. And I think Chase and Nick is kind of at the, the top of that victim level. He's in the front running for it. You know, we feel bad for him. And I think that's what is giving him this 10K bump. And rounding out number five, of course, 
Blake Moynes gained 8.9K. He's now at 48.2K. He continues to rise for this role as a viable candidate if only Claire would see anyone other than DM. Dale Moss. And Blake Moynes was not even in the fucking episode really this past week. He's writing no. on the power of that intangible factor, that thing you gotta have if you're gonna wear the crown. You heard me correctly. <laughs> no. This is bachelor power. He's fucking willing 8.9 thousand Instagram followers to happen to him this week. He did nothing in the game to warrant it, and yet he has it. Yeah, he's got momentum. That's for sure. Um, other gains of note, Zachary Johnson gained a solid 8.3K for his questionable one-on-one play this week. And the smallest gain, once again, went to <laughs> night one guy, AJ Yalawad, who gained 41 followers. Who are these 41 AJ people? holding solid. <laughs> if you followed AJ Yalawad this week, reach out to us. Hit us with a DM. Yeah, let, let us, us know, know why. But that sums up our week in gains. Good news that The Bachelor is holding its ratings and it's not slipping further. So that means maybe we've hit the bottom. Maybe we'll even see a bump with Taisha. That would be fantastic if we would see that. I'm hopeful mm-hmm. that that's what we're going to get next week. A little, little rise. But the good news is it's not sinking anymore. Whatever that first week bleed off was seems to be stabilized now. And we're moving forward into an uncertain future in both America and The Bachelorette. And just a bit of programming news. The Bachelorette next week will be airing on Thursday night, not Tuesday because of the election. So check your DVRs. Make sure they're, they're okay. Check your, check your loose links wherever you are finding this, this content. And as a result, our episodes are going to be flipped. Next Wednesday, you're going to get This Week in Bachelor Nation, which is primarily going to be a state of the world. I have to just say that right up front. We're primarily going to be talking about (laughs) the election, the biggest event in the world at that point. And then Friday, we're going to be giving you the recap of Thursday's Bachelorette episode. So they will just be reversed. And of course, Monday, if you signed up for our Patreon, you're going to be getting something special. Monday's episode on the Patreon is going to be a gore all-star. And you guys are not going to want to miss it. We are going to be recapping a rookie season of a certain player who is one of the greats, if not the greatest. I mean, look, we're going to have that argument. I don't think this player is the greatest. I think this player might be the greatest. This player is in the top three. And now it is time to move on to the rest of Bachelor Nation news. Wanted to start out with our first item. Let's talk about the Phantom Knight 1. And how evidence is mounting. Now, the Phantom Knight 1 is my personal theory that all of the players from this season of Bachelorette shot a Night 1 back at the mansion before COVID lockdown began. They all met each other. Claire met Dale. Then they had to go into lockdown for five months. And then they all came back to La Quinta and re-shot that night. Some people think this is insane. Some people are fully on board. I thank those people. (laughs) I will not let it die Uh until I get to the truth of it. I don't know if it happened. (laughs) I don't know if it happened, but I am digging to find out. I want conclusive evidence one way or another, and I still have found none to support either, (laughs) but I have found this. Yeah, what have you found, Clues? We know the timeline. March 6th, intro videos, production was happening on The Bachelorette. That is conclusive fact. March 7th through 9-ish... 
Blake Moynes is on a plane sitting next to Kelly Flanagan coming to Los Angeles. She's coming to shoot after the final rows of PP's season. Blake Moynes, why is he coming here? Presumably to shoot The Bachelorette. In a Variety article from October 8th, this is new evidence, Chris Harrison said, I felt so bad for Claire. We were dressed and ready to go when we had to press the pause button. He's referring to the Phantom Night One, essentially. And he's maintaining in this article, dressed and ready to go. That means at the mansion, in your suits, in your cocktail dresses, cameras are fucking rolling. And then they pull the plug. So they've got a full production crew at the mansion. Everyone's ready to go. And I'm expected to believe then they pull the plug. Why wouldn't they just shoot that night? They've already paid for it. Because they don't want to get sued. Sued by who? If they shoot, if they keep shooting and then people get COVID after production has been shut down, I mean, these they are by the book. Unions are involved. There's all sorts of stuff involved in these decisions. And a huge production like ABC, they're going to play it safe. I'm sorry. Night one, Phantom Night one did not occur. That's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is (laughs) Uh networks only give a fuck about money. And so the money is spent, night one is paid for. We might as well shoot it and see what happens. Maybe we have to go into lockdown. Maybe we fucking don't. They shoot it. That footage exists. And then they're like, fuck, we have to go into lockdown. I'm just, either of these is possible. I don't know which is true. I'm just gaming it all out. Another piece of evidence that popped up this week, Jason Tardick Mm -hmm. was on the Off the Vine podcast where he openly says they shot a Phantom Night One. And then very quickly, Caitlin says, no, 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 that didn't happen. As though she were the mouthpiece of the show. As though she knew this is not something we can say on the podcast. And we now have some more evidence that the show does influence these podcasts because... You think she's shushing him and then they put it in the episode. Why? If she actually wants to shush him, she would just cut that part out. It's better to have him say his theory and her to say, that is wrong, fuck you. I think. Okay. We know that also Hannah Brown went on her podcast and they had a conversation about how Caitlin would trade saying certain things to get more sleep. She said she never wanted to say that my husband is in this room. The producers did a deal with her where if she said that, she got an extra few hours of sleep the next day. That piece of that podcast aired and then was cut out a few days later. Why? Because the show fucking came to her and said, get that shit out of your show. I believe that. That has nothing to do with Phantom Night One. It means that the producers are in contact with the people who do these high-level podcasts, especially the players, and they're controlling what they say, the narratives they spin, especially about producer involvement. Maybe it's circumstantial. Maybe it's contextual, but I think it's important. So I brought it up. That's all. We also had Rob Mills, Senior Vice President of Alternative Programming at ABC, who controls The Bachelor. He appeared on the Vial Files this week to spin a web of deceit around the implosion of the show being Claire's fault, and they danced around the issue of a Phantom Night One in a purposely careful language that never corroborated or denied it. I do believe this was Nick Vial sending you a secret message. I'm not going that far. I don't believe in a Phantom Night One, but I think this was intended to go to you. I'm just saying all of this to me 
is proof that this idea of the Phantom Knight 1 is not just coming from me. I'm not making this shit up. Jason Tardick's talking about it. Nick Vial is kind of talking about it. Other people are talking about it on other podcasts, and there are two sides to the argument. Again, I don't know which one is accurate. I'm just saying this is not something that is a crazy fucking theory. It's being discussed. Either way, Clues is saying all the evidence that supports him. We have also received a ton of counter evidence to the Phantom Night 1 theory, but Clues didn't put them in our outline. All the timelines based on actual evidence suggest that it never happened. Reality Steve is saying it never happened. How often is he wrong? Almost never. Almost never. And first of all, look... None of this evidence can be corroborated. Even the evidence you're claiming exists to the contrary. We can't. I mean, this is just like, you know, what is it? Occam's razor. The most likely thing is probably the thing that's true. And you think the most likely thing is that they staged this whole cover up of a gigantic night one production and then they had to muzzle everyone. I I just have to say, if you're going to bring up Occam's razor... You have to fucking throw it out the window with The Bachelor. This is the same show that had fucking Victoria Fuller go to a date where it's a private performance by a man she had sex with. They set all of that up. This is the same show that is now pushing Claire out, that is manipulating her into destroying the fucking show. Yes, they're capable of anything. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> they, they have done that this season. But... I think manipulating Claire and the guys to revolt and stuff is a lot easier than allowing no evidence of a Phantom Night one to get out there. When it's a huge production, you have to set up the grandies, you have to get all the caterers, you gotta, there's a shit, hundreds of people work on the show. It's a fucking cult. It's like how Nexium can fucking silence people. Not only do they make you sign contracts at your own peril if you break them to the tune of being sued for fucking millions of dollars. Luke P just lost one. He has to pay them a hundred thousand fucking dollars because he just went on a podcast and talked about shit. You're telling me they couldn't clamp those fuckers down? As soon as they have that Phantom Night One footage and they're like, we're not using this, the next day contracts go out, sign this shit, and it says we get to fucking kill you and eat your heart if you fucking say anything. <laughs> Whatever it is. That's just Occam's razor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all things be equal. They that's send most out contracts likely. that said we'll eat your heart. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. That just that just makes the most sense. Of course. Jesus fucking Christ. Also, I, I'm sorry, I didn't prepare a presentation of counter evidence to this. Clues is spending all of his time trying to confirm this theory, and I am living my life. Uh, look, I'm about that pit lifestyle, you know? I just get down here and dig. Sometimes I fall asleep. That's the only other thing I do. Every once in a while, I fall asleep accidentally. Other than that, I'm just in the pit digging. What's our next piece of uh, Bachelor Nation news? Well, now that we have examined where we're at with the Phantom Night One theory, our next piece of Bachelor Nation news involves Caitlin Bristow. Caitlin Bristow was on the 19th season of The Bachelor, Chris Souls, and then she was our 11th Bachelorette. She has 1.8 million followers, and she's currently making a deep, deep run on Dancing with the Stars. And this past week, on October 24th, Miss Bristow, Bachelor Royalty, released her second original single, Good for Somebody. Not coincidentally, this was her boyfriend Jason Tardick's birthday. What a present. 
hey baby, for your birthday, I'm going to release my song. What do you think about that? She also put out a video where she forces Tardic to purchase the song for 99 cents on Spotify. This is a follow-up to her first single, If I'm Being Honest, which reached number two on the iTunes charts and has over a million streams on Spotify. This song has debuted at number seven on the iTunes charts, so it seems like Miss Bristow is carving out a legitimate music career here. Is she going to win a fucking Grammy? Yes. Best new artist? Yes. Cool. Good talk. <laughs> I mean, this her songs are catchy. They're she's doing it. I she's still on Dancing with the Stars. I don't know how long she'll be on it. Is she going to win? I don't know, but this is something we have long talked about. Who is going to be the first Bachelor player to really crack into main mainstream success in terms of another kind of artistic career? Rachel Lindsay is doing the kind of host thing, the mouthpiece, the like she's not acting, she's not writing, she's not singing, she's just on camera a lot. And that is certainly legitimate. But this other step into being like, I'm a fucking artist. I'm a performer. That is fascinating to me. And I think right now, Caitlin Bristow is in the lead for possibly really doing it. I think she will. Our third piece of Bachelor Nation news is Date Card Pod is now reporting on Claire Crawley's liked tweets. A Twitter user named Mary2 Sangare issued a series of skeptical replies to some recent promo tweets from the official Bachelorette Twitter account. And Date Card Pod has discovered that Claire Crawley has liked them. We will read those to you now. Tweet one. They had Taisha quarantined nine days after Claire started filming. They wanted to remove Claire, and I just don't think it's fair. Tweet two. And I really feel like they are giving her a bad edit. Parens. Just my opinion. They are feeding into the narrative and the rumors and making it seem like it was Claire's decision that this ended, and I feel like that's not the case. Tweet three. Production knows exactly what they were doing. They never had a lead just quit. And with how excited and how bad Claire wanted this, I doubt it. They were ready with a backup, and as soon as they found out that Claire was into Dale, it was a wrap. Tweet four. Production has control over literally everything. They know what they're doing. Tweet five, don't you see how the last two episodes have been produced? There's no drama, and the drama that they've shown has been dramatized and fixated to make Claire look a certain type of way. These likes are helping to fuel this narrative that's now forming in Bachelor Nation that it was the producers who pushed Claire out all along. The producers are maintaining that it was Claire who tanked her own season through actions that were completely her own choices, which we know cannot be true based on what we've already seen this season. Dale Moss is being forced on her. The other guys are literally being removed from situations where they might have the chance to form relationships with her. Tasha was already out there quarantining before Claire decided to leave. The producers pushed her out. This is how they treat their leads. Claire is confirming this with these likes. We saw it with PP. How badly they <laughs> whipped him around. We saw it with Colton. How they openly mocked him and his bad kissing. Even if you're a lead, if you don't do exactly what they want you to do, they will fucking sink you. And that seems to be what they're doing to Claire now. Rob, Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about 
OneSkin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And OneSkin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Clues. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect T-shirt does exist. And you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they're both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year is flying by. We're almost halfway through it. Now, I've done a lot of things that I'm proud of this year. A lot of them related to gore. We've had some great interviews. We're kicking it up a level to get on YouTube. We're really taking it to the next place. But there's still a lot that I would like to accomplish this year. And when life is moving fast, it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins and to make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and then set achievable goals for the next six months so that you get all those things done that you want to get done. Lizzie talks about all the time how beneficial therapy has been for her. My friend Will on my other podcast talks about it all the time, and I agree. It is very good. It's a great tool to be able to talk things out in your life with somebody else who can set you on the right path to getting all those goals accomplished. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Bills appearing on Vial Files this week said that the moment they knew they had to replace Claire was when she gave herself the rose. I'm sorry. Taisha was already there. Taisha was already there. And clearly the producers got her to give herself the rose. And this is really all that Claire can do because she signed an ironclad contract saying she can't reveal any of this fucking shit for at least two years. Who knows? Maybe even longer. Maybe the contracts are worse now. So all she can do is like tweets of people yeah, that are that fucking revealing the truth tweets <laughs> i'm sure that's going to be in the contract soon enough if it wasn't already yeah you know? <laughs> the claire clause to follow up the jed clause on not having a girlfriend but this feud that is developing now between claire and the producers is something we're going to be tracking closely for the next probably two years and it is starting here with these <laughs> liked tweets and her exit is going to be interesting, too, to see how they cut that together next week. I think it's not going to be favorable for her. I mean, they are already ramping up this villain edit for her, showing that scene where she's talking to the producers and being like, can we just not do the rest of this party? Can we hurry it up? I already had my DM time is like such a villain edit. Speaking of villain edits, our next piece of Bachelor Nation news involves the greatest villain in the game's history, the Dark Lord himself, Chris Harrison. This week, Chris Harrison launched a collection of custom wedding rings with a company called Manly Bands. On Wednesday, he promoted it on his Instagram account. So Harrison is now selling products and getting personalized endorsement deals. He's stepping into SpawnCon in a way that we haven't really seen yet from him. Prior to this, it was a tag here, a tag there, a crest white strip ad every once in a while. And those crest white... Seagrams. Usually those things are attached to the show in some way. But now he has this signature line of wedding bands that have different inlays of metals and woods. And it's a a way to make your wedding band more unique, supposedly, than just the standard platinum or white gold band. And his name is on it. Darkwood Harrison has a pretty big parasocial following, 1.2 million followers that he's now direct marketing these products to. I'm very curious if we start seeing on social media people posting pictures with their manly bands. I think we will. I think whoever buys them and tags DLH in their stories, that's going to get reposted. Now, we've seen on The Bachelor and Bachelorette, much is made of the moment when the demon Neil Lane enters our beloved game to let people gaze upon his precious sparklers. Will we start to see a flip side of that where the guys get to choose their own manly bands? I feel like... They manly bands needs to be bigger in order to get that spot. DLH can make it bigger. We'll see what he can do. I'm curious. I think we may see a manly band in our beloved game very soon. Maybe he's even going to be wearing one. Maybe Lauren Zima will give him one. Oh, yes. That would be a great play for him. Propose with a manly band. Speaking of great plays, that wraps up this week in Bachelor Nation News. And now we are moving on to that portion of our show where we discuss all of the tweets, the posts, the likes, the comments, everything that the top players in our beloved game are doing out in the parasocial world on their social media accounts. This is... 
the parasocial play, 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 play of the week. Our first nominee for parasocial play of the week goes to the male player who gained the most Instagram followers this week. Of course, I'm talking about Dale Moss. After some photos surfaced earlier this week of Dale Moss posing for Party City costumes dressed as a taco, a gladiator, and Superman, Dale Moss made a culturally relevant meme of himself. It was a split screen playing on the how it started, how it's going meme that's going around. And the first image was him in the Superman costume on the website, cheesing it up. And then the second image is him in the Superman suit today, caption, quote unquote, Dale with it. This post had 27.9 thousand likes. I thought it was, it. he got this out very soon after these photos surfaced. It was a quick parasocial play. It was relevant to the current internet culture. Just a, a fantastic play by Dale Moss. I am continuously impressed by what he's doing on Instagram. I loved this play. It reminded me very much of when AOC started getting attacked for her old dance video, and then she made a new one in her fucking office and was like, yep, fuck you. That's right. I had this old video sur- surface of me where I was dancing. You can't make fun of me for it. Dale Moss is doing the same thing here. He's like, that's right, motherfuckers. I was a Party City model, and look at this shit, you know? He just owns it. Yeah, look good doing it. Turns it into a joke and is basically like, fuck you. Find it funny all you want. Give me 50,000 followers. And we did. This next parasocial play was not a huge play, but I noticed it, and I made a video about it that's on my Instagram right now. This is, of course, an Instagram story posted by Sluice. Hannah Ann Sluss. She's in a kitchen. <laughs> She's making some cookies. She's showing us how to make them. At one point, she says, I rolled the dough, I cut the dough, and I'm going to make about, and she holds this pan of cookies toward the camera and says, I'm going to make about four cookies. There are clearly five cookies on the tray. Again, I'm going to make about four cookies. There are clearly five cookies on the tray. Many people thought this was just kind of innocuous and funny, a little cute mistake on her part, but I maintain it's far more sinister. This (laughs) is the Orwellian dissolution of facts. I don't know if you've ever read 1984, but in this book, it takes place in what would have then been a future, 1984, and it takes place in this authoritarian regime where the party in control has complete control over everyone in the country, including down to the finest granular detail of what you think. And there's a very famous scene in it where a party leader is talking to the main character who is starting to see that all of this shit is lies. And the party leader holds up five fingers and says, how many fingers am I holding up? And the main character, Winston, says, I see five fingers. And the party leader goes, how many fingers am I holding up? And he has to say four. He has to say something that is not fucking true. So You think Sluice's cookies are inspired by this? Not at all. Sluice has never read 1984. She doesn't know any of this shit. But the thing that is happening now in this dissolution of facts, it's not happening like it did in 1984 under the threat of a fucking 
hard-nosed authoritarian regime that's going to put you in a fucking gulag and retrain you if you don't say the right fucking thing. It's that now it's happening because we don't think it's serious. We're allowing it to happen to ourselves. In 1984, by the way, there is this figure called Big Brother who is a made-up character that watches over you all and it has a kind of panoptic effect on people's behaviors. That character is one of the most sinister and cautionary entities in all of fucking literature. We have literally turned it into the title of a harmless, innocuous reality TV show. This idea that these things that were threats to free thought, to just basic fucking freedom, we have now turned them into like what we consider to be harmless, guilty pleasures. And this to me was just another piece of evidence of that. It's not perceived as real or important. We're accepting the loss of objective truth in society as frivolous oh entertainment, something to fucking laugh at. I want to play devil's advocate for a second, but I am scared to. <laughs> Please. Perhaps the fifth cookie was blocked from view by the fourth cookie. Have you seen the video? She's looking right at them. No, yeah. no, that is absolutely but not true. From her point of view, the fifth cookie could be blocked from view. Okay, so let's say she makes the video and then sees that she misspoke. Yeah. Wouldn't she just remake the video? It would take 10 seconds. I don't think she sees that she misspoke. She's like, yeah, this looks good. I look cute. That's probably what is going through her head. <laughs> Whatever's going through her head. I don't think she's actively like, I'm going to... filter. Yeah, I don't think she was telling herself like, I'm going to trick all of my followers. I'm going to get them to say it's four cookies too. I don't think she's doing it maliciously. I'm saying like... <laughs> We all accept it. The audience accepts it. This should be your it. scream from the pit. I mean, God. <laughs> what? It's just an analysis. This is no scream. You're screaming. You're screaming loud. All right. Well, look, take it for what you will. To me, that's what I saw in it. That we are all now accepting of like the sliding of truth as something that's funny, something that's entertaining. Not a threat at all. Sluice, we await your rebuttal on clickbait. <laughs> Please get us on clickbait. I need to have this conversation with her. <laughs> I don't even know how to move on from that. I, I don't even know how this podcast moves on from what you've just said. While these two parasocial plays were certainly important, of course, the winner, the only parasocial play that stood out this week as unbelievable of course, goes to the queen herself, Hannah Brown. She posted an Instagram image of herself, nude, from behind, in a pool, looking out at the ocean with just a hint of her butt above the water. The old Hannah can't come to the phone right now. She's dead. <laughs> this is a Taylor Swift reference. Clues. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh this post has 342,984 likes at the time of this recording and 3,169 comments. Excellent engagement. I couldn't believe it when I saw this image. I was like Hannah is like calling out to Bachelor Nation. She's like, "You guys, you're focused on Claire. Remember me?" Here is my ass. <laughs> I am in a new era. I am the new Hannah Brown. I am sexy. I, you know, I don't even, I'm 
in a mystery place. We don't even know where this is shot. She's looking at the ocean. I don't even know if it's in America. You're going to get a million comments. It's going to be, you know, call up, calling Tyler Cameron. There's going to be a million of those jokes. Um, it's just such a good play. And it doesn't even take that much work. You're only showing a sliver of ass. But this is shot by a photographer. This is all a setup. She's doing this very much on purpose. And it reminded me quite a bit of when a young Miley Cyrus emerged with some of her new music and her new look. And it was hyper fucking sexualized. And she's like, I'm an adult now, motherfuckers. Not that Hannah Brown wasn't before, but I agree with you. There's this idea with celebrity that if you start out in something like a little bit squeaky clean, like Miley Cyrus was Disney, and now you need to separate from that and you're doing more adult, more mature shit. Hannah Brown is doing that here. She's stepping out of the bachelor world and into a more like, I'm a celebrity in my own right. I can make my own decisions and I can show my ass if I want to. Fantastic fucking move. It really, to me, launched her in a new direction, at least in terms of how she's going to be perceived in the parasocial world. And like you're saying, it couldn't have come at a better time. The Bachelorette's in fucking disarray. Claire Crawley, whether it's her fault or not, is destroying the fucking show. And (laughs) Hannah Brown is like, over here, guys, I'll give you what you want. Perfect. Wasn't retweeted by the president, but still pretty huge so congratulations to hannah brown on winning this week's parasocial play of the week and now we come to that time of this show where pace case and i descend deep into the darkest recesses of the pit to scream as loud as we can about why we are still chained to this show and the pain it causes us. And this week, we will, of course, be joined once again by Shoya. This is... Screams from the Pit! This week on Screams from the Pit, we are once again joined by Shoya from Relationship Hero, uh, a relationship coach. Uh, If you are having trouble with a relationship of any kind, if you are in dating, you're married, you're single, any types of relationships that you're having, Relationship Hero coaches can help you with that. If you go to relationshiphero.com slash G-O-R, you can get $50 off your first coaching session. And each of their relationship coaches is certified and backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So it's zero risk. You got nothing to lose, everything to gain. So Shoya, thank you once again for joining us here in the deepest corners of the pit. Yeah, yeah, I'm here again. (laughs) (laughs) Shoya does not sound like a prisoner at all. It should be noted. (laughs) Did you watch this week? No. No, Do you know anything that happened this week? Absolutely not. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, ooh, does this mean that something happened? Is there tea to be served? I'm going to have to give you some contextual information when I do my scream. I'll just say that much. My scream this week, it involves a text I received from a friend who will remain anonymous. She texted me, um, is there a new Bachelorette? I said, where have you been? She said, I just watched the last episode last night. 
and at the end there was a shot of a new girl. The feeling that I had when I received this series of texts was so insane. For some context, we've watched three episodes with Claire as the Bachelorette. This woman, Tasha is coming in to replace her. We've known about this for months. Um, this is an event that Clues and I have been talking about and screaming about for months on end. I've looked at this transition from every angle, read everything that exists on the internet about it. She didn't know about the Tasha replacement. She didn't even know who Tasha was. And this naivete was astounding to me. I used to have it. And this sent me into this other world where I I fantasized about being like my friend. She's just trying to connect with me about The Bachelor. But I have spun so far out of control. I'm in so deep. I don't even know how to talk to normal people about this. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I don't know where to begin. <laughs> Tasha <laughs> was a player on The Bachelor. She came on Bachelor in Paradise. She's been set up to replace Claire for months. I mean, uh, she's going to be the first black player to hit a million Instagram followers, it looks like. Ooh. I am so jealous, but also, in a way, not jealous of this friend. I'm like, you don't even know how important this is. I'm picking that up. <laughs> this is important. Like, so like, I'm like, okay, I got the cold. never happened events. before. <laughs> So I'm guessing you didn't hear about the replacement. I'm as about as naive as your friend. So um, oh you gosh. might be having a little, this could be triggering for you. Totally, <laughs> totally holding space for that. It's all good. If you're having a relapse of that moment, if in my defense, I did kind of say that I was clueless. So you may feel a little prepared for my um, cluelessness, yeah. but what were you jealous of? Like I was jealous of just like, I was thinking about all of my time and energy that has gone into thinking about this event to just not have that, to just have been freed up to to live on this world and frolic in fields, which is what I assume you do when you're not in the pit. Okay. <laughs> That's what we like to do, like in our free time is frolic in fields yeah. and whatnot, you know, yeah. curly hair and all, sunny. There's Celtic music playing in the background, fairies. Uh-huh. <laughs> nine yards. That's what I picture. It's totally what life we're doing. is like outside of this place. <laughs> that's not that's a nice vision to have. We should all have something to aspire to. Probably mm-hmm. though, if you wouldn't be obsessed with this, you'd just be obsessed with something else. Like I'm pretty sure your friend has her own obsessions and things that she fully knows about that maybe you're not that. I mean, I think like everybody has their thing. So it's just, oh yeah, it's kind of like this. She's into cats. That's something to be into. I'm not here to judge. (laughs) What not? Whatever you know brings you peace at night. Hey, yeah, I get it. But I feel like there's this idea that oh, if I wasn't doing this, I'd have time. And it's kind of like I say the same thing about money. Like oh, if I didn't spend my money here, I'd have like nope. I'd probably just spend it over here. So. Time, money, energy, just because you're not investing it. You're saying this is the best place for my energy. I didn't say that, but (laughs) (laughs) I I hear you. I can read between the lines. Okay. Yeah. Well, if that's what we're receiving, that's a little, that's somewhere, you know, somewhere closer to peace for you. And that's exactly what I'm here for. 
If I may also offer, I, I've had this exact same thing happen to me many times with other friends who are casual viewers of The Bachelor, and they come to me with some piece of information that was known months ago that conveys some rudimentary understanding of a thing that we now understand better than anyone on planet Earth. This is simply the price of expertise. You can no longer indulge people who are not at least aware of your expertise. It's like asking a fucking brain surgeon how to put on a Band-Aid. A brain surgeon is going to be like, yeah, I guess I can tell you that, but like, what's the fucking point? I'm operating on human brains, you know? I, I just... <laughs> I have thought about this a long time, and certainly I know what you're talking about, too, the lamenting of that other version of yourself that wasn't this deep in the pit. But I'm okay putting that self to rest for all time. That self is dead and buried, and in its place is a fucking highly evolved new version of myself. The old clues is dead. She can't come to the phone right now. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. But the new clues... Taylor reference. I feel like it's... <laughs> yes. To me, it's a valid trade-off. The expertise, the level of understanding that we have does come with cost. It isolates us from people who can't get to this level. Okay. <laughs> um, yep. I'm here for that. So the, the piggyback off of that, if a part of you is dead and gone, I do suggest having some metaphorical funeral for her, right? I don't think you got mm. to say goodbye. I think we need to mourn her because she's not coming back. You can't unknow what you know. You know too much. Both of you know way too much. There is not knowing this cannot bring you from that depth, but we can embrace this new version of yourself. Um, be yeah, I think there's a part of me still holding on to the old self. We need to mourn her. We need to maybe mm. write her a little eulogy, you know, go to the um, fields where the rest of us frolic with our fairies and, um, <laughs> And bury her and, and say mm. a few words, play a nice song, and embrace who you are now. And look forward to you who can do you can do a ritual. Be. Yeah, you do a little ritual. I'm all for that, right? But clues to the, to the cost, I'm, I'm curious. Is there such a thing as too expensive? Like, does this... For me? Is, for, for any of you, like, is, like, the cost of this, is there such a thing as too expensive for... I, whatever this costs you. No, for me, the answer is no. The cost of artistic exploration has no limit. Ooh. For me. Gotcha. I, I support that. I have a limit. <laughs> Do you see it as artistic ex <laughs> exploration, though? I love artistic exploration, but I also love to take care of myself. <laughs> That's important. That's important. I don't have that impulse. Yeah. Well, then. <laughs> um, which brings me to my scream of the yeah. week <laughs> perfect transition <laughs> in case you can't tell clues is screaming as i'm sure you're well aware this upcoming week has an event called the american presidential election also we have a new bachelorette emerging on Thursday. Next week's episode of Bachelorette was supposed to air Tuesday. That's election night. So it got moved to Thursday. These two events are literally coinciding in the same temporal space. We've got potentially a new president. We definitely have a new Bachelorette. Both of these things mark kind of a turning of a corner in hopefully America and hopefully the Bachelorette. <laughs> 
And this is something that we have talked about on this podcast forever, that The Bachelorette and America, the world, they're intertwined. They are essentially the same thing, the same reality television show. And to me, this has become evidence that is so concrete, I now see them as exactly the same thing, that they are parts of these bigger media engines that convey to us a reality that doesn't actually exist. And I was thinking about it this week to such a detailed level that in the beginning of this, it kind of started as a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek joke on our podcast where I'd be like, it's all connected, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm like, no, it really fucking is. And I'm asking myself, am I going crazy or is it actually connected? And I don't know if we live in a fucking simulation or not, and it doesn't really matter because whatever reality is, it's whatever we perceive it to be. And I'm seeing this as real. I'm seeing the new presidential election and the new bachelorette as the same event. Is that problematic? Should I be trying to pull myself back? Because it's also kind of what I just said to you. Like, I don't see a limit to the cost of artistic exploration. And certainly, I feel this is an artistic exploration. And so I'm willing to go potentially even further until, I don't know, I'm seeing Joe Biden and Tasha Adams as the same person. Like, is that is that possible? <laughs> uh, if we get there, I would prescribe just a little bit help more than what I could offer. Um <laughs> <laughs> But I don't. We have reached that point already. <laughs> Just, I mean, yeah, it seems we're on that climb there, but I'm holding hope for the fact that I haven't officially. Well, let me ask you don't see Biden and Tasha as the same person, right? No, I just see okay. them as very similar pawns in the same kind of media engine that generates our reality right now. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think that you see what you see or whatnot. Like, I, 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 I jumped down that pit with you there. Um, hmm, interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I like the perspective that you placed on it. Um, I think. So what is the point that Clues is at that is beyond your purview? If he sees um, Tasia and Biden as the same person, if Tasia starts writing legislature, then in his, in his head, if he comes and tells me mm. that, then I probably... Would it be like, might want to go okay. talk to somebody? I think we're going to see a Bachelor player pretty soon actually in American politics actually writing laws. I think that's within the next five years. But we just we talked earlier in this podcast about Donald Trump just retweeted a Bachelor player's music video. So it's starting to merge, you know, uh, in a real concrete way. But these metaphorical ways, these kind of symbolic ways, I'm seeing them everywhere now, especially as we're leading into the election. But is it new? Because what like history tells like this is it's not like new, new in history, like Reagan or whatnot was at some point not always into the political box. Right. So, yeah, he was just an actor. Right. Or whatnot. So first. that happened. Um, and that was a while ago. So it's, it's not mm. too far. That's not far fetched at all, um, actually, because totally doable. Um, but as far as. The two things like coinciding, I can, I mean, I can see that. I think that as far as it being problematic, trying to deny it would be problematic. You can't, in the same way that you can't unknow what you know, you can't Mm -hmm. unsee what you see. So it's one of those things that once you open that door, the only way out is through. Hell yes. (laughs) (laughs) There's that theme again, right? So you might as well go and follow the the little white rabbit through Wonderland and see where it leads you. But I see what you see. 
Fantastic. What do you think about what do you think about clues pursuing artistic expression at the detriment of anything else? How do you feel about that? I mean, I, 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 part of me, the um, statistical, you know, certified textbook part of me goes, maybe that's not the healthiest thing in the world. But the realistic human part of me goes, Van Gogh, like I'm like checking off all the other artists, right? Van Gogh. Kanye. All the ones who killed themselves. <laughs> what, Wait, like, you, yeah, you're using Van, Van Gogh Kanye, and Kanye not, are the two examples? I'm, I don't, you're I'm, convincing yeah. me I should pull back. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'm doing my job. It's effective. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> killed himself. Well, Got I mean, it. yeah, but Kanye is still with us and will be here for a while, I'm convinced. No, I appreciate the advice. And I honestly, like, it's a compulsion. I can't really stop myself from doing it anyway. Right. So. so I feel like I indulge it. I see where it goes in all artistic endeavors. And this one is taking me to some very interesting places psychologically. But I also don't, <laughs> as you're saying, I don't think this is wrong. It's getting to a level that is, I find it extreme in a way that I'm kind of questioning at this point because it's Bachelor centric. And I still have this little piece of me holding on that's like, The Bachelor's just some dumb reality TV show, dude. Even though I know it's not. I'm now fully aware that like the things I say on this podcast, I firmly believe it is the most accurate reflection of American culture. It's a piece of American culture. It's spawned by contemporary American culture. I believe all of that. But there's still some piece of me that's not willing to totally let go of the notion that it's like, it's just fucking reality TV. And I have to get rid of that eventually to fully go through. I don't know. (laughs) I wouldn't let go of that anytime soon. This is my professional advice. I'd, um... I'd le- I think it's like, it's kind of like I tell people all the time, like when they say anxiety is a horrible thing. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty sucks. But follow me here was there for a reason. Like fight or flight mode is there for a reason for all of us. It's we're supposed to feel fear. It's what keeps us alive. It's what keeps you from, you know, jumping off of that cliff or what, you know, just whatever it is. It's healthy. It has a purpose. Now, obviously, it can be distorted into unhealthy mannerisms, but its original core function has a purpose. So. That little voice that wants to say this is just television, I think is just trying to keep you grounded, right? Like, uh-huh. like <laughs> you know, just a little grounded. Like, right. yeah, you can fly, but come, but come back until you learn how to land. Let's just. I've never heard the word grounded used with Clues' name. <laughs> First time for everything. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. I think the healthy part here is that you're aware of it. I'm like, I'm, I, I'm weary of people who aren't aware of like the degree. It's kind of like, you're aware, you're clearly aware. So I think that's kind of like, what was the Leonardo DiCaprio movie with like the twisty thing or whatnot? Like, that's how they use Inception. that. Like, I think you're, you need to have that, right? You need to have your thing that. I have my top. Whatever it is that helps you, <laughs> yeah, that world that you're in and um, reality, <laughs> right? Or relation. I have to find is. my icon that brings me yeah. back. Yeah, you need right. that. Oh my god, we'll get a squirrel top. Yeah. Well, look, thank you, Shoya, once again for joining us in the pit. This has been very helpful. We learned that Pace Case is losing friends left and right, and we learned that I am grounded. <laughs> 
Very grounded. I'm aware of everything, and none, nothing oh, I'm no. doing is we a problem. The, we need to get this icon stat. <laughs> For the record, I am not enabling this. I can't control what what the client does with the information. I'm just here to give the information. Well, what certainly. We, but well, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. And uh, hopefully you will come back once again next week after we've had our election and we have a new oh bachelorette. God. We're going to have some very interesting screams for you. But right. uh, thank you as always. And thank for you. anyone out there listening, you can once again go to relationshiphero.com slash G-O-R to get $50 off your first session with any number of their certified relationship coaches that come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Thank you, Shoya. Um, if you guys are wondering how you can best support Game of Roses in our journalistic endeavors, the number one way would be to subscribe to our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Game of Roses. This is where we're posting at least two bonus episodes every month, doing a monthly live stream. We might be dropping in some additional mystery content in there as well. And just to let you know, whatever you enjoy about what we do now, whether it's the Patreon, whether it's these two episodes we put out, whether it's the memes, the videos, all the stuff that we do in service of the pit, if you enjoy that level of it, the more Patreon subscribers we get, the higher that level goes because the next step of Game of Roses is expansion. I want to be able to turn out more shit because I have more ideas, but it's just me and Pay's case right now. We ain't got we the facilities. We need to hire someone. <laughs> I'm just saying. We need to hire someone and the pit will provide. The pit will provide eventually. Not right now. It's not providing right now per se, but the pit will provide. I, I am firmly confident in that. And we're just trying to get this project to the next level, to the next step in its growth. And Patreon is the best way to help us do that. And I think you'll all be very pleased with the results of that next step, should we be able to get to it. Our next Patreon episode drops on Monday. It's going to be a perfect piece of media. And thank you again for all the continued tidbits that you're sending in. There are so many tidbits now. I get a million tidbits a day. I read them all. I weave them into a rich tapestry in my mind. I really love the tidbits. That's clear. <laughs> That's clear that you're <laughs> pure tidbit at this point. I am tidbit. <laughs> So yeah, keep sending those pit bits to Clues. He loves to feast on them. Thank you for your continued support of our goal to get on clickbait. Again, only positive reviews, please, for clickbait. Do not give them negative reviews on our behalf. Hopefully we can get on clickbait soon and Clues can have that conversation with the sluice about her pretending like she has four cookies when she only has five My cookies. My first question to her will be, have you ever read 1984 by George Orwell? So, Sluice, if you're listening, <laughs> you have that to look forward to. And good luck to everybody out there in the coming week. This is the last time we will talk to you Yeah. before we have a new America. Good luck to us all. Stay safe. Yeah. And before we go, what is that dwab at? It has been 6,000. 000- 793 days 
without a black bachelor. Praise be Lord Harrison. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then Now you've heard me talk about Quince on this program before. I love Quince. I am right now, head to toe, dressed in Quince. I got their shirts, I got their pants, I got everything from Quince. Quince is my spot for quiet luxury without paying those luxury prices. Quince offers a range of must-have items like 100% European linen, under $50, luxurious mulberry silk skirts, and of course, Italian leather bags and 14 karat gold jewelry from, get this, $30. All their prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And because Quince creates timeless classic styles that won't go out of fashion, you're going to have them in that closet forever, unless you wear them out, which I may because I literally wear them every day. I know you're wondering, how do they do it? Well, Quince partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman, passing the savings right on to you and to me. What's even better, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium eco-friendly fabrics and finishes so you can feel good about getting high-quality items that are going to last you longer. Upgrade your closet this summer with Quince. Right now, go to quince.com slash roses to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash roses. We're coming out of spring and we're headed into summer. It's a great time of year. It's a time for renewal. For me, that means reconnecting with friends and family I haven't seen for a while. And when I do, I want to make sure I have plenty of wine on hand to celebrate with. That's why First Leaf is a great option. As America's most personalized wine company, First Leaf takes the worry and guesswork out of buying quality wines, especially if you're somebody like me who knows maybe a little bit about these things, but not enough, not enough to really make a great decision. They make the decision for you. To get started, you just answer some specific questions about your wine likes and dislikes on First Leaf's website. And these can be things that are about the people you're buying it for as well, if you're doing it as a gift. It only takes about five minutes to create your own personalized wine profile. Then you get your very own wine concierge who's going to use those responses to curate a customized selection of delicious award-winning varieties from rosés to sparklings and everything in between. It's all based on your personal preferences on those questions you answered. These hand-selected wines are going to be delivered to your door within a few days with each bottle priced lower than what you'd pay at a wine store. You even get to choose when you get the wine. Plus, Every selection is backed by First Leaf's 100% satisfaction guarantee. And if you have questions about your wines, like what to pair them with, for example, First Leaf's personal wine concierge team is there to offer that expert advice. So it takes all the guesswork out. 
I love reconnecting with friends and family over bottles of First Leaf wine, and I bet you'll feel that way too. So give First Leaf a try. Head over to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to sign up and save 50% on your first six hand-curated bottles plus free shipping. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses to save 50% on your first six bottles plus free shipping. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.